0: This week we'll be hearing from the prophet Micah and what he says about the city of Bethlehem. But before we get there, I just want to remind you about this journey we've been making through Advent together. Focusing on these prophecies about the coming Savior for God's people, through whom He would bring about reconciliation, reconnection with the entire world, His Son, Jesus Christ. And we've done that by remembering what each of these candles mean around the Advent candelabra, around the Advent wreath. We've talked about hope and how God's hope for us is one that does not go away or one that fluctuates, but one that we are certain and confident in. We've talked about peace, that no matter what happens in life, the truth of God's care we have for us in our lives keeps us steady and secure in all the ups and downs of life. Last week we talked about joy, the great rejoicing that there is when we understand that God's plan includes us. The great joy that we have from God's gift that can per, that, that can keep us steady in life, that can stay constant in our lives no matter what's happening around us. Though the world may be filled with unhappiness or or conflict or difficulties, we know that God's joy, a state of mind, a state of being is one that carries us through all those times. And today, we're talking about God's gift to us of love. We know that all four of these gifts, hope, peace, joy, and love, come to us because of his son, Jesus. But today we're going to talk about love, especially in the illustration, the idea of what it means that God chose a town like Bethlehem to bring about the Savior for his people, to bring about the Savior for the world. Have you ever felt insignificant, overlooked, underappreciated? Have you ever felt like maybe you weren't very wanted or people didn't understand what you brought to the table? I think the whole town of Bethlehem probably felt like that for most of their existence before Jesus. Bethlehem was kind of a small town on the outskirts of, of Jerusalem, five or six miles away. Uh, it, was, it was low population. There wasn't a lot of things that happened there, but their claim to fame. Was that the, the the famous King David was born there? He was from there, and so uh, maybe it's like um, one of those small towns up in the Midwest somewhere where they have a billboard of the, the one famous person that's from that town. I bet Bethlehem maybe felt like that uh, with King David, but uh, I don't. Six, seven hundred years, eight hundred years uh, had passed, and so. Um, so so it wasn't like people knew David anymore. They knew that he was a part of their history, but um but but Bethlehem was just kind of the small insignificant town. And the lesson I want us to hear today, if you don't hear anything else during today's little message, is that God makes the insignificant significant. God gives meaning to the meaningless. And he does that through his love. Love is the kind of thing that is given to a person that gives them that feeling of value, that gives them the understanding that they are, uh, they are important to someone, that they bring something to the table, that they have a significance in someone else's life, in someone else's heart, in someone else's mind. So as we hear these words from Micah, just a few short verses about the town of Bethlehem and what God's plan for that little place was. I wanna encourage you that God has similar plans for you. Not that he would bring about a savior out of your lineage or something like that, but that the savior of the world cares about and knows you. And that is what makes you significant. Hear these words from Micah chapter five. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace." As I hear those words from Micah, I can't help but imagine what it must have been like to receive those promises from God. The promise that uh, the, the people who oppress you will be removed. The promise that a ruler will arrive who will rule you from your own people. A ruler who will bring about peace for everyone. Now, it's easy for us. We've talked about some of these misinterpretations that take place as people expect a certain kind of savior. They wanted a political leader or a social leader. They wanted someone who would establish a geographic kingdom for the people of God. But God's project was so much bigger than that. And so we remember all the way back from the beginning of Advent that God's plan included a saving a saving mechanism, a saving plan, a saving progression of events for people all over the world. And Jesus was the, the key the linchpin to that whole plan coming together. And Jesus needed to come into the world somewhere. Where would this savior of the world be born? Where would this king arrive? It makes sense that he would come from the same place that the great King David had come from, Bethlehem, this forgettable little town, this insignificant place with just very few people living in it. And yet Mary and Joseph made their journey there because that's where Joseph's family came from and that's where they had their baby boy. And so Jesus was born. And that suddenly became one of the most recognizable, significant, important places in the whole world. And so as you you and I walk through life, as we encounter all the ups and downs and the stresses of a holiday season, as we begin to interact with maybe family members we haven't seen in a while or friends that we haven't seen or talked to in quite some time, some of those feelings, those insecurities, those doubts we have about ourselves begin to to creep in. We start to question, am I significant? Do I matter? Could the God of the universe, I know that he loves the world, that he sent his son to die for everyone, but does he actually care about me? Does he actually know the things that I'm going through, the questions that I'm asking, the things that, that are, are creeping into my mind that cause me to question the relationships I have in my life, or cause me to question the value I understand myself to have? Let me assure you of this. God kept his promise to the little city of Bethlehem. He brought about a savior who is continuing to impact the entire globe from a place as forgettable as that. And now every year, millions of people flock to that place because God has shown his love to it. He's shown his faithfulness to it. He brought about a savior through Bethlehem. And we know through the promises that God gives us through his son, Jesus, that that same attention he paid to a little town called Bethlehem 2,000 years ago is the same attention he pays to you and I. It was for you and it was for me that he sent that savior into the world. It was uh in pursuit of reconnecting with you that he brought Jesus into the world. He showers his love upon you and it gives you importance. It gives you significance. You are set free from a life that did not follow God and allowed to bring up and lift up and take upon yourself a life that pursues his commands and a relationship more closely tied to him. All of this because of his love. And the embodiment of that love is that baby who was born in Bethlehem. So today as we think about love and we think about that promise that Micah gave to the city of Bethlehem, I want you to also hear this promise that God gives to you. He loves you and you matter to him. No matter what the world may tell you or what the relationships in your life may reflect, you have a significance and an importance because the God of the universe has chosen you as a recipient of his love.